Christmas. We're glad to have you here for Christmas 2019. It's Christmas Eve and a lot of excitement going on all around the uh, community. The fire truck just went by hauling Santa Claus and uh, we're going to be singing some good things here that talk about that. But we're here in this place tonight to remember and rejoice in God's great goodness in sending His Son to save us from our sins. There are lots of reasons why this is such a joyous season, but at the bottom of it all is the fact that God sent His Son into the world so that whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. All the lights, plural lights, of Christmas at bottom point to the light of Christmas. And that's what we want to think about tonight just a bit. Tonight we want to consider the light of Christmas from creation to consummation in various points in between. You can follow along in the bulletin. We, we showed where the passages come from and where I'll be reading so they make some sense to you if you want to follow along that way. Uh, including, we'll go to that place that's marked on the map by the little thing that says Bethlehem. Uh, I saw on the internet today that already there were thousands of people in a, a manger square there in Bethlehem there for worship tonight. Of course, it's over by now. It's six hours ahead over there. But uh, we'll be looking at that place as well. That Bethlehem area is where the angels first sang to shepherds about the Christmas light. Let's pray and let's ask the Holy Spirit to be present and at work among us tonight as we worship and celebrate. So let us pray. Hallelujah. Gracious God, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us seasons to celebrate and remember even each Christmas, to remember that indeed you sent your Son to come into the world, to bring true light, that we might be transferred from darkness into light and to live as children of the light. We ask you, Lord, to be with us now tonight, guide our worship, uh, guide our celebration to you, Help all those who are going to sing and play and do other things to do that well as unto you. And Lord, may your presence be with us. That's what we desire, your presence to be with us. We ask all this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and the Lord of all. Amen. Now, if you take a hymnal out and turn to hymn number 179, stand with me. We're going to sing about those angels who sang at creation and over the fields of Bethlehem as we sing angels from the realms of glory. Number 179.
light is not eternal. It had a beginning. It was created. Listen to this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was, darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now that's very familiar language. But there is more to be understood about what is happening. Exactly who was it that was doing the creating? Listen to this text. It's again a very familiar text, and we'll find out. This is from the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. That tells us that the Word was the creator of light. The Word is the Christmas light. We need to know that. Not everything was light. Let's go back to Genesis again and hear some more about all this. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. So, light and darkness are not the same. Where there is no light, there is darkness. Light is what pushes back or gets rid of darkness. In that sense, they are at odds with one another. We need to know that such is the case. The Word is identified with light. The darkness doesn't get it. Here's John's Gospel again. In Him that is in the Word was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend, understand, or overpower it. Now we know that light was created on day one, first day of creation. The light that was created then was not the sun, the moon, the stars, the things that we see now. They were not created until day four. Here's what happened after the third day. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. You know, we just had one of those signs the day before yesterday, right? The, uh, it's either the equinox or one of those things. I can never remember what they are. Solstice, there we go. Thank you. Uh, so God says that's what they're going to be for. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens and to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. So that's our light. Sun, moon, stars is creational light. It is not saving light. It does not get rid of spiritual darkness. Only the true light of Christmas turns back spiritual darkness. The light of Christmas is the true light. Here's John's gospel again. There was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, 
who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So we need saving light. We need the light of Christmas. That is the longing expressed in the song Justine and Levi Smith will sing now. That song captures well the sentiment of those who know they need a redeemer, someone to deliver them from darkness. They have hope that such a one will come, 
a day spring to cheer their spirits. Before the Christmas light came, God gave promises that it would come. It brought hope, that is the promises brought hope to folk living in dark lands. Here's such a promise. God said, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Well, how will that light come? What will it look like? Through Isaiah, the Lord explained, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government shall rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. Now, Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied about the soon fulfillment of that particular promise. Here's what he said. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. And you, child, pointing to John the Baptist, his son, the forerunner of Jesus, you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Well, Zacharias was correct. The angel Gabriel had spoken with a young maiden named Mary in the village of Nazareth. He gave her a lot to think about. The Rittenhouse family will sing something about her thoughts after the angel visited her.
blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? This child you're holding is the great, the great I am. The angels visit to Mary changed her life forever and as it were put on the power for the light of Christmas it was the power of God for Mary was a virgin here's how it's explained now the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and coming in the angel said to her Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. <laughs> but she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. His kingdom will have no end. He will be called the, the Son of the Most High. How can Mary understand this? She has questions. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and for that reason, the holy child will be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth, that would be the wife of Zacharias, the mother of John the Baptist, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord may be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now that scenario still has some complications, particularly with regard to her fiance. How's he going to handle this? Well, the complications work out to confirm what the angel had told to Mary. For the angel soon thereafter visits her fiance, Joseph. Here's the way it's explained. Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, and before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And being a righteous man, and not wanting to disgrace her, 
Joseph planned to send her away secretly, but when he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Joseph did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, we cannot comprehend this. A child conceived by a woman who is a virgin, and this child is truly human, but is also truly God. Two natures in one person. How can it be? Well, it's God's doing. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It is wonderful. So we need to worship before that reality. In your bulletin, you'll find an insert with the words to let all mortal flesh keep silence on it. Uh, Would you take that out, stand with me, and let us worship as we sing this hymn together.
Christmas light begins, as it were, as only a candle, not much light at all. Here's how Jesus was born. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Now, let me just interject something here. We say, well, who cares? Who cares? Where Quirinius, who he was, all that's meant to do for us is to ground this in history. These are not fables. These are not fairy tales. These are things that happen. It grounds it in a specific place and time. So, back here. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with his Mary, who was engaged to him, and who was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger." because there was no room for them in the guest room. Now, a few hundred years earlier, a great king, a guy named Nebuchadnezzar, had a dream. Had a dream about a huge silver and gold and bronze statue with feet of iron and clay. In that dream, he saw a small stone cut out without hands. That is, it just appeared. It was uncreated. That dream was about this child though the king did not know it. In the dream, this stone was Jesus and his people. Now, Daniel interpreted for Nebuchadnezzar what it was that he had seen. Here's what he said. O king, you continued looking on until a stone was cut out without hands, and it struck the statue on his feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed, and the wind carried them away. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and it will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. Rome is gone. All the kingdoms of that era are gone, but the church of God remains and grows. Good prophecy. Now, not all kings would oppose the child who was also the stone cut out without hands, that is, the child born of a virgin, some would come to worship him. Let's reflect on this while Anna Hebner plays We Three Kings of Orient Are.
those kings, and we don't really know how many there were, worshipped the child Jesus, who is, in fact, the Christmas light. Herod, the king in the land where the child was born, was a different story. He typifies the opposition Jesus faced throughout his life. It was wicked opposition. Here's the way it's described by Matthew's Gospel. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. Well, Herod had no intention of worshiping Jesus. He wanted to kill him. The Magi received godly guidance. After hearing the king, the Magi went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. The Magi weren't the only ones who received godly guidance. Joseph and Mary also received such guidance. Now, when the Magi were gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother while it was still night, and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. You remember what happened next. Herod was enraged at the trick of the Magi. He sent soldiers to Bethlehem and to the surrounding area and had all the boys, two years of age and under, killed. It was wicked fruit from a wicked king and resulted in great anguish and sorrow. The families were crushed but received comfort from the assurance of the Scriptures. In Isaiah, for instance, they heard these words, I am the Lord, there is none other. Besides me there is no God. I am the Lord and there is no other, the one forming light and creating darkness, causing well-being and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these. So in the midst of all these things that are taking place, God is proclaiming, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. God promises to turn our mourning to dancing. 
to replace our garments of grieving with garments of praise. Darkness cannot understand or overpower the light. Ruthie Niederhaus and John Rittenhouse will sing a song declaring that reality. faith in the midst of suffering is like that of Job. He said, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will take his stand on the earth. What God asks Job, he asks us. 
Where is the way to the dwelling of light? In darkness, where is its place that you may take it to its territory and that you may discern the path to its home? Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth a constellation in its season? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens or fix their rule over the earth? Of course, we cannot do any of that. What we can and what we should do is rejoice over God's rule in all areas of life. He does all things well. Here's the way the Apostle Paul wrote about it. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that He might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Jesus is the Christmas light. We rejoice in Him. Norm Weiss is not here tonight, but in honor of him, uh, he'll be sure you tell him about this. One Christmas Eve, many moons ago, we almost forgot to take the offering. And I said, what would a Christmas Eve offering without a Christmas Eve service without an offering be? And Norm piped up from over here, a miracle. <laughs> no miracles tonight, all right? We're going to have an offering. Just, that's just to say that. So you remind Norm that we know that it's one of his favorite uh, things that he's done. Uh, the offering tonight, uh, unless it's designated otherwise, all the offering will go to help persecuted Christians in the Middle East. You know, they often know the deep joy of the Lord in the deepest places of suffering. So they have joy there. Now, Justine Smith and Rachel Rittenhouse will play a song of joyful rejoicing as the offering is received. So, ladies, come on and usher, come and let's take the offering now. Thank you. 
The most memorable public announcement of the Christmas light was on the Judean hillsides of Bethlehem. Listen as Joanna Mel Mark plays a hymn depicting that event.
that scene, <clears throat> that scene which Joanna just played about, here's how it's described by Luke. In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Suddenly an angel of the Lord stood before them, the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Well, the shepherds go to Bethlehem. They got to check it out. They find the baby and his parents. Then they return to their flocks and all's changed. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. So the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. They had seen the good news, the gospel of God. The virgin had a baby boy named Jesus. Our men's group, there's four of them, I think, are going to sing a song about that, about the Virgin Mary and her baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. And they said that his name was Jesus. Jesus. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. And they said that his name was Jesus. Jesus. And unto us a blessed child is born. A blessed child is born. And unto us a blessed child is born. And they said that his name was Jesus. Jesus, he come down. He come from the glory. Come down. He come from the glorious kingdom. He come from the glory. Come down. He come from the glorious kingdom. And he will be the savior of the world. And he will be the savior of the world. And he will be the savior of the world. And they said that his name was Jesus. Jesus. He 
come down. He come from the glory. He come down. He come from the glorious kingdom. He come from the glory. Come down. He come from the glorious kingdom. He come from the glory. Come down. He come from the glorious kingdom. He come from the glory. Come down. He come from the glorious kingdom. Oh yes, believer. Oh yes, believer. Oh yes, believer. He come from the glorious kingdom. Indeed, a glorious kingdom. In a few years, the Christmas light pierces through much darkness. The great persecutor of Christians, a guy named Saul, is a great example. Here's how it's recorded in the book of Acts. He's speaking himself. While so engaged, that is, in persecuting and going to get Christians, I was journeying to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priest. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun, shining all around me and those who were journeying with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew dialect, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, who are you, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up, stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you to appoint you a minister and a witness not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. What happened on the road to Damascus is the light of Christmas, piercing into the darkness to bring light and freedom. Here's how Paul will explain it to others. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Yes, all that flows from the light shining in the stable on that first Christmas night. Here's our combined praise team to sing about that light of the stable. Child so dear, cast aside your fear and be thankful. 
Jesus' declaration of the basic truth of Christmas. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. Again, Jesus says this, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The night of Jesus' birth was a holy night. Angela Caserta will sing that song, O Holy Night. In the midst of the song, we'll have someone from the congregation who's been pre-selected who will come up and light the Christmas can. Oh, it's already lighted. Poof, it's gone. It's, it's on here. Uh, and that Christmas candle is what is lighted when she sings this. So, Angela and Danielle, come on and we'll do O Holy Night.
This evening, <clears throat> we've heard the Bible tell us much about light and darkness. We want to reflect on the effect of the Christmas light in our own lives. It's good to hear about all that, but what about us? How about me? Here's what the Scripture says about Christians. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of light. Hence, the Christmas light is a transforming light. Jesus changes us. He calls us to follow Him. We desire to follow Him more faithfully. We're still works in progress, but here's how the Bible speaks about that work in progress. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. We're going to have a candle lighting service now. Uh, you all have those candles. There are directions in your bulletin about that. That is, uh, once your candle is lighted, make sure it stays upright. Don't put your candle over to let someone else light, light it. The unlighted candle is the one that should go over like this. Uh, I'll get my candle lighted off of the uh, Christmas candle. The ushers will come down and get their candles lighted off mine, and they'll go up the aisles and get yours going, and you pass it along. Uh, <clears throat> As we receive the light of this candle this evening, it'll have its origin in the Christmas light the Christmas candle. That should be a comforting reminder and stirring exhortation to us that we have received true light from the Christmas light that is from the Lord Jesus. 
And we want to have his light shine in and through us and always ever more brightly. When all the candles are lighted, we will stand together and sing, not hymn number 106, but hymn number 206, Silent Night. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come in on this night where we remember your birth. We know that that actually happened, that the Son of God became man, truly man, yet truly God. And he did that that he might, you, Lord Jesus, might be slain as the Lamb of God, might win redemption for your people. So we worship you tonight. We give thanks to you for the wonder, the miracle of your coming to redeem us. And Lord Jesus, we know that you came not only to redeem us, but to transform us, to make us into your own image, to, to guide us forward in the paths of light. And so we ask for you, Lord, to guide us in that. Help us be faithful. Help us 
know how to receive from you day by day both forgiveness and exhortation to follow forward more faithfully. Oh, Lord, we love you. We're delighted in your goodness, and we desire to be your faithful people day by day, year by year, decade by decade. So, Lord, may your mercy continue to rest upon us. May your grace flow through us. May your glory shine forth even from us mere jars of clay. We pray this through Christ Jesus, our Savior, the Lord of all. Amen. Amen. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no man evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all men. Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ by your words and by your deeds. And in this way, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.